Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ben Speaks. I'm your mostly forgettable host, Chris Blakeman, and um, let's just let's just talk facts for a few minutes. Um, by now, most of you have already seen the story about the third place, barely made it to the qualifiers, uh, Olympic uh, American hammer tosser clown. Now, more specifically, she represents a clown car of idiocy. And um, this is very, this is, this is getting old. This is getting old. The, the, the whole concept of being this Colin Kaepernick activist athlete thing the only people that are impressed by this are like such a lowest common denominator type of um of uh citizen or or in most cases because athletics is something you know we consume i guess a better term would be consumer we are seriously talking about the lowest common denominator person and then the then the leftist whites who are trying to be the quote good ones you know the friends of uh, American blacks and when you have to step so far outside of your natural circles of life to prove that you're friendly to somebody, then you're, you're so superficial that you should be questioned by the people that you're attempting to seem friendly to. Like, by and large, I would say most people just want to be fucking left alone. Just don't tell me what to do. Don't get in my business. Don't tell me how to live my life. And I will not uh, tell you how to live your life. It's, it's a very simple equation. It's, it's an American ideal. Um, in fact, it's the one thing that the libertarians and I can agree with is that, you know, don't be a dick and um, uh, don't do mean stuff to other people. It's, it's really not that hard. So this, this trendy clown who should be throwing hammers in giant retarded clown shoes uh, doesn't really understand how anything works and this is this is a common thread amongst leftists they um, they get their news and information from people that they trust and just like Ronnie Reagan said it's not that liberals don't know anything it's just that so much of what they know is is wrong um they're they're not capable of going outside of their box to get their news and information they only glom on to certain words and phrases it's like um it's like speaking in click you can only get so much out of grunts and clicks. 
But if you ask them, they're the smartest people in the room and they're going to tell you what's up. Because, you know, they're so learned. Well, I've got a couple of things wrong. And for starters, just, just real basic starters here. You trained your whole damn life to be an American Olympic athlete. And at the first, that right there, the conversation should stop right there. You trained your whole life to be a, an American athlete on the largest international stage there is. Your support money comes from American companies. Your support team are Americans. Your coaches are American. Every single thing that has gotten you to where you are. And let's be perfectly clear about where she is. She won that position by throwing that hammer a fraction of an inch further than the fourth place person. Who's probably a pretty darn good American. Really, to be a pretty darn good American, you just got to not throw your shit in our face. And, you know, love your country. It's so easy to do. You don't even have to, you don't have to dress in red, white, and blue to love your country. You know what you have to do, basically, is not actively seek to disparage it at any opportunity you get on a big stage. If you just stick to that simple path, you will never be judged by anybody else on how patriotic you are. But this clown, and if you've seen the way she paints her face, can we call her she? Does that offend anybody? The way she paints her face, she's not a serious person. She may be a serious athlete, but let's not mince words here. Let's not cast aspersions. Athletes are not known for their intellectual capacity. I do not want to really go down the road of how stupid some of these jocks are. Because I really enjoyed playing lacrosse in high school. I really enjoyed playing football. I was really damn good at lacrosse. But never... Once in my life would I have ever thought to take the opportunity to get on one of the largest world stages, the qualifying round of the Olympics, and um, make a complete ass out of myself by turning my back on my flag that I'm literally representing and putting a t-shirt over my face, a black t-shirt from a black athlete. That calls that says uh, something uh, activist athlete. What would he fucking do? Look what that caught Colin Kaepernick. He never got a job again. What are you? What are you an activist? Against? You know what? I don't even care what you're an activist against. America got you to that point. 
Athletes get coddled. Really good athletes get a lot more coddling than others. This is a problem in this country. Because for some reason, there is a percentage of the people in this country who actually seek out the intellectual thought process of an athlete to tell us how we should vote or how we should feel about a policy. How dumb are we? All right. So, (laughs) this gets funnier. Now, uh, I've got a trivia question for you. Did you know that CNN owns a black news network? Most of you don't. Because like CNN, they get zero ratings. And um, it's just a pander channel. Just pander. When you, I, I, this, I'll never seem to ever be able to wrap my, my, my mind around the idea that the, those who are being activists swear to God they're being treated differently for their color. But also, those that are being activists want to be treated differently because of the color of their skin. There is no equality there. If you, if you, if you today were to start a TV channel and call it the White News Network, I've got a list at least five fingers long of the of the agencies that would be coming after you. We could start with the NAA, uh, the uh, uh, NAACP. We could start with the American Civil Liberties Union, and then we can probably today's DOJ. But that the irony falls real short with these people that. It's as if they take irony pills to block out the effects of irony. That's a Chris Plant um, quote, and, and I'm not stealing it. I'm just using it because it's so correct. The, their standard is so weak that they have to double it. This is pathetic. Does, do we not see it? Who's buying this shit? White people. White people, the, the, oh, I don't know any black people that are buying this shit. Oh man, damn it. That's not true. I have two, uh, nieces, uh, and they're half, uh, half a white and half a black. And, um, and you know, they've gone full black lives matter now because, you know, uh, diversity or whatever. And then they pretty much hate me because, I am unabashedly honest about it. I don't care what your color of skin is. I'm pretty envious that their tan lasts year round. I have to work hard. And and when I do get one, it's mostly because I wear cutoff shirts and I ride a motorcycle. So like I get that sweet looking tan on my face where sunglasses are real easy to see that I was wearing. And you know, basically my you could you could um you could light a room with how white my chest and back are because only my arms get tan and let's not even talk about my legs. So would I like to be 99% less pasty? Yeah, it sure would. That would be swell, but I don't begrudge them too much because they have a sweeter tan. Now I don't know what they're so freaking butthurt about. They've been living off the government dole forever. Thanks to my sister, you know, 
Whitey's been taking care of them. Why they're so pissed now, I don't really know. But I can tell you this, it's really trendy. And that's a problem with these sheep. When, 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 um, when, I, was in college, when I was in high school, and um, the kids I hung out with weren't the cool kids. Um, the kids I hung out with were the misfits, man. They were the, um, the punk rockers or whatever. And I'm pretty proud to say that I didn't really fit in. Even with them, I didn't fit in. Uh, the one thing that I did agree with them on is we had a term of endearment. Or, or was it a euphemism, I guess you would call it. And we would, we would kind of point people out as being trendy. Trendy because, you know, in three weeks from now, they're just going to kind of change up their look because, you know, they do what the trends tell them to do. They, they are not individuals at all. But they're appreciated for being trendy. Well, just like transsexualism has become trendy, before that, the Black Lives Matter, um, Get Whitey movement, uh, and the Hate America movement is now trendy. There is no meat on that bone. There is nothing that's institutional anymore that is holding anyone back. It's been proven time and time again. I'm no Thomas Sowell, but I can give you definitive reasons as to why there is no meat on that bone. So going back to this Black News Network or whatever CNN calls it, and you'll never see it. You'll almost, you'll, you would have to, you need a roadmap to find this on your cable news networks or your satellite news cable networks. Because it's a, it's a, a, a completely non-existent type of channel. It, there's, there's probably a foot fetish channel that's easier to find. So this clown gets interviewed on um, this Black News Network. This woman, can you call her that? This, this woman makes her argument. Her argument A was she was not told that the American anthem was going to be playing when she was standing up on that um, platform. And I'm, I'm dumbfounded as if this person, which I guess she never had a TV and she's never seen how the Olympic thing works. But when you qualify or you win an event, you stand up on a platform that says one, two, three. And then for the winner who nobody's even talking about except for like the smart people, they play the anthem of that country for that person. As it turns out, all three of the qualifiers were American in that particular set of qualifying rounds that day. That's a great day for America to see that much ability that continues to come out of this great country. And to squander it, it, it she's not Jesse Holmes or Helms, she's, she's not really 
freedom fighting here. She's not part of the resistance. She's part of the mental illness. Her, how she did not know that they were going to play the anthem is like saying, I didn't know I had to wipe my ass. There's an intellectual erosion that has occurred. So that's a bad argument. Her second argument, and this one kills me. The second argument is that the lyrics to the American anthem uh, talks about slaves. Now, this has been something that the... um, the Black Lives Matter people have been pointing out for quite some time, and 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 when you when you when you don't have a firm grasp of the English language, when you have never ever taken the freaking time to study your history, not the history that your buddy tells you, the history of this country. Or how things were written at that time. You have no concept of the context of what the words mean. I'm not attempting to stare down my nose at somebody, but at the same in the same breath, I have no choice. Because ignorance will forever be the one thing. That stalls society out. And I'm sorry, black America, for doing this to you. But glorifying gangsterism, glorifying a destruction of the English language, glorifying just being stupid in song lyrics, rap lyrics, in the way you text. I'm not saying it's just a black thing. It's a hip-hop culture thing. My son... It's become trendy now to not capitalize anything, not use punctuation. Well, when you start dumbing it fucking down so much that you can't tell if you're being given a command or asked a damn question, then you lose the moral high ground on how you can perceive how something is written 200 years ago, or in this case, short of 200 years ago, and actually know what the, what the mechanics of the sentences are, let alone what the context was of what was being said. And I'm going to attempt to make this very clear. I'm going to read an excerpt of the third stanza out of four that are in our national anthem. It's a beautiful song, but after the first two stanzas, it gets a little bit more difficult to digest because of the nature of the language at the time. If any of you have ever read Edgar Allan Poe, you would know that language evolves. I'm assuming to the point where it devolves, which is what has happened of late. Thank you, hip hop culture. You are ruining the English language. And I like hip-hop on a certain level. But I get turned off when ignorance becomes celebrated. 
And when the language gets destroyed, I have no use in communicating with somebody like that. So this is her gripe. And I have to read the long version of this. And then I will give some historical context so that it's much easier for those who do not know. Because there are plenty of Americans who don't know what this particular line has anything to do with. So, the stanza begins, And where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country, should leave us no more? Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps' pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave and the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. The word slave is in there. It is in there. You know what's not in there? Whipping. You know what's not in there? Owning. You know what's not in there? Demeaning. Let me go a step further. There was a point in time in the American Revolution when the Brits were absolutely bent on destroying the revolutionaries. What did they do? How could an army as big and vast as the British army destroy the colonists? They had to hire mercenaries. That's the hirelings. The Prussians, Spanish, they hired hirelings. And you know what else they did? They offered the slaves here, if you run away and join the British army, you will be a slave until the war is over, and then you will be free man. There's nothing in this that's discussing glorifying slavery. It is saying no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. That is because the the shelling of Fort McHenry, where that flag stood for hours of being bombarded, no one was safe. They were shelling their own people. It was to further exemplify the fact that everybody was taking fire from the ships off the shore of Fort McHenry. There is nothing, and truth be told, Francis Scott Key, he was no abolitionist. And if he wanted to, 
He could have very easily have insert, inserted something into this that would have been deemed unbecoming today. But he didn't. None of this language is unbecoming. One mentally ill retard who thinks the nation is built on slavery sees the word slave and they have a complete mental breakdown because their brains are so horribly wired that they can't, they have no interest in actually going back in reading letters, reading essays, reading pamphlets, reading the, the, the writings of our founders to find context. But yet these are the people who swear they are the intellectual elite of this country. And it gets so old. And in my very first podcast that is entitled The Laws of Unintended Consequences, all they do with this negative banter is cause good people to hate dumb people. And this pig who is up there representing our country to toss a fucking hammer can't even be proud of where she has gotten herself to under the stars and bars and is ineligible to do it for any other country because she doesn't have dual citizenry can't even just be happy this is a common thread amongst leftists too it's that malign desire to be miserable my ex-wife is like this there is not an ounce of happiness flowing through that woman's veins unless she has a reason to be miserable there's other things um my i again i have a younger sister much young uh, uh, a little bit younger than me who can't function properly unless she has a crisis on her hands these are Stockholm Syndrome type disorders. These are, these are poorly wired brains. They will never be happy. They are malcontents. They are all that's wrong in a society. They will continually drive society to its knees. And they have these big loud voices because it's trendy for the news to glorify this shit. And we get nowhere. We get nowhere. Nothing gets served. Nothing gets fixed. Nothing gets better because of these malcontents. We can't just try to kind of, you know, you know, just like, you know, wave at your neighbors, be cool, um, you know, not uh, view people uh, by the color of their skin because the more that they keep, and when I say they, I mean leftists, the more they keep throwing uh, crimes of the past 
in people's faces that didn't have anything to do with those crimes, the more the, the rift is opened up. And believe you me, the people that are opening that rift, they don't want to close that rift. They don't want equality. They want preferential treatment. They do not want to be viewed as equals. They want you to be viewed as less than them. And they want to put out no effort to achieve any of that. This is the most entitled crap that we could have ever hoped for for this nation. And it has nothing to do with the message of Martin Luther King Jr. Hell, it doesn't even have anything to do with the message of Malcolm X. Hundreds of thousands of men died to free the black man. Fences can be mended, but there are people out there that are actively destroying the patches, cutting the fabric of society. And at a certain point, we need to go back to where we were before when we just ignored certain aspects of mental illness. It will eat itself. It will go away. Because as long as you don't give it a voice and a microphone, it doesn't have an audience. So this pig, she can rot. Or she could leave the country. It's still a free enough country for that. I don't want her around. It ain't because she's black. It's because she's a malcontent piece of crap. And she's disrespected this nation. She does not deserve a position on the Olympic team. And she ain't going to get first place anyways because the first place hammer thrower crushed world records. So let's focus on the winners. And it ain't because of what skin color they are either. The only way to mend the fences is to actively ignore those who attempt to tear it down. And that's a wrap. Uh, I want to thank you for listening again. Uh, I get a little fired up sometimes, not all the time. Um, I hope I, uh, well, I don't really care if I pissed anyone off. So there's that. And I'm sure the great many of you that do listen to the show will appreciate that. So that's my take on that. And I hope you enjoyed the 31 minutes of my time here with you. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Ben Speaks. Uh, God bless you. God bless the United States of America. I'm going to drink a beer. Thanks.